Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you make a positive difference in one person's life. My guest this week is Beth Dennis, and she is an activist who is involved in so many different organizations, including the I Will Movement, My Life, My Say, and more. I am excited to share Beth's work and her story with you. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Beth Dennis. Hi, my name's Beth and I use the pronouns she, her. So my social action journey started in 2014 when I was 11 years old. I started quite small. I got encouraged to start volunteering at this school that was opposite my school in my lunch breaks. And this school was for kids with complex needs. I kind of got encouraged into this role because I was really shy at school. I could go a whole week without talking. And I was kind of not really getting involved in much and I didn't have very much confidence in myself and little did I know this role was literally going to completely change my life. I then started doing that role pretty much every single lunchtime when I was at school and I absolutely loved working with the kids. The kids were just amazing, super happy and I learned so much from them. And then I started to see though these huge problems because I was going on school trips with them and I was seeing how inaccessible the world was for a lot of these young people. Like a lot of them had like, for example, used a wheelchair or they had some kind of physical or um, learning disability. And it made me realize how the world should be built for everyone, yet we were building it for just certain people and it was making their lives so much harder and it just was so unfair and then at the time my brother was a patient at Birmingham Children's Hospital he'd been in that hospital his whole life and I knew that I wanted to do more I'd done a few other volunteer roles but they're all very local level kind of thing and when I was actually like looking at Birmingham Children's Hospital website while my brother was a patient I found the young person advice group for Birmingham Women's and Children's Hospital. And I thought, you know what, I've got nothing to lose. Let's apply for this. And I think I was 15 at this point. So this was four years later. I was still doing this role at the School for Kids with Complex Needs. And I found this group and I applied. And to be honest, I had no clue what this group did, but I thought, got nothing to lose. And this group, again, has completely transformed my life. And it's basically a advisory group where young people meet that have lived experience of Birmingham Women's and Children's Hospital. And we helped make services more young person centered. And I was just blown away about how much power young people had. I've been really lucky that I actually took over as CEO of the trust for the day. I've been I've created and led projects. We've worked together to deliver conferences. We've delivered training to consultants. And I was just like, wow, like young people have got so much power. This is incredible. And young people have really listened to. But then when you think about it more deeply, like we should be listened to. This shouldn't be a shock. This should be the standard because this service is for young people. They should be the ones leading this service and leading what is it like to be a service user because we're the only ones that know what it's like to be a service user in today's day. And this kind of like grew my passion for young people getting involved in these opportunities and young people having a voice, young people having a seat at the table and the table needs to be accessible kind of thing. And so ever since I've joined NHSU Forum, I've become an I Will Ambassador. I've done a bit of telephone befriending. I'm now part of 
parliamentary program I'm starting work with my life my say I've done more work on a national level and I'm starting to do work on an international level and things have just really accelerated since joining this group I'm still part of the youth advisory group and I love it and yeah I'm just really passionate about getting young people involved in these decision makers so many young people out there with so many brilliant ideas but we just don't realize that our voices should be heard and valued That is such an important message to share, especially in healthcare, where, like you were saying, so many decisions are made that do affect young people and their families. And it's so important for those young people to have a seat at the table. So my listeners are scattered across the world. So I would love if you could provide a little bit of background on how the NHS works, because it is very different. I'm I'm sure that you're aware, but it's very different from the healthcare system in other countries, especially in the U.S. where I'm from. So the NHS in England, honestly, we are so lucky to have it and I'm so grateful for it. So it's basically the system is that we pay taxes um, once we earn a certain amount and then the NHS is free so for example for me because I'm not I'm a young person and I don't work full-time I don't pay any tax but it means that I but I still get access to the service for free and so yeah it's Birmingham Children's Hospital is a very big children's hospital we get patients from all over the world coming to this service but we also offer services to local um, community members as well So Boeing Children's Hospital is just like any hospital, like it's got like surgical wards, like medical wards, you name it, they've basically got it. And um, this advisory group basically is a group of young people under the age of 21 looking to make these services more young person centered. So we often do like walkabouts where we review the services and we look at, we like talk to people that are currently service users as well as bring our own opinions and our own lived experience. And within the group, we've done things like, for example, um, the bed space signage. So right by your bed, you have a like whiteboard that basically says your name, your doctor's name and your nurse's name. And that's not the most inclusive because a lot of young people have, well, everyone has preferred names. They also have like they might prefer pronouns and a lot of people were getting called by their dead name or they were just simply not being addressed how they want to be addressed I don't know whether this is a big issue in America but we've also got the issue that if there's a stereotypical female at the bed space then they're just addressed as mum well it's like they're not your mum so we created this new bed space signage that is a lot more inclusive that is hopefully going to be going up on the wall soon that's got the young person can fill in their preferred name, their pronouns, the parent's name or who is at my bed space. It's also got a plan for the day because I think something that's incredibly stressful about being in hospital is that you don't know what's going on. And as a young person, you've got a lot of structure to your life as in you go to school, you know what lessons you've got. You then do clubs in the evening, for example. You do stuff with your family at the weekend or you might do stuff with your friends. Uh, Whereas you go into hospital and suddenly all of that control is taken away from you and you just don't know and you're just taken to and from. So it's kind of a plan for the day so that you know what is going on to help relieve anxieties. It's also got things like phonetic spelling of your name so that people pronounce your name correctly. And this has been incredibly positive. And other projects that we've run is that we do this thing called Teen Talk, which is role reversal training where young people act as the healthcare professionals and the healthcare professionals act as young people. And we basically show them what it's like to be a young person in, for example, a doctor's appointment. And so this group is now working on loads of different projects. We're always super busy. And uh, it's really nice that the NHS want to learn from us. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not perfect. 
but it's nice the fact that young people have this voice but something that I'm really passionate about getting changed is that young people are seen as the people of tomorrow but we really want to be involved today and there is still a big gap like there's young people advisory groups and co-production groups and youth engagement groups but we want to bridge that gap because a lot of NHS services are directly for young people but we're seen as a side part whereas I want there to be bridge built so that young people are in the decision making boards so that young people are with the senior leadership team making those decisions we need to be with them not working kind of against them on our own projects and something I'm also really passionate about is mental health services and that's what I've been doing with NHS Youth Forum so YPAG works closely with another group called Think for Brum and they're the mental health advisory group for Birmingham and um, mental health services young people are very often not listened to and there is huge work that needs to be done because young people are being invalidated for example within the UK suicide is the leading cause of death in the under 30s yet is not prioritized and not seen as an equal to mental health to physical health service sorry um and I've lived experience of mental health services so that's something that I'm really passionate to work more with and we created this report that highlighted young people's experiences within England um, when young people were accessing mental health services and over 60% of young people said that their mental health didn't actually improve after receiving the support and we've also got a huge issue within England because this service is offered for free it's unfortunately very unfunded so if you went to A&E or your GP in mental health crisis, you could still have to wait two years before you get the correct mental health support. And that is just not okay. So that's why I really see the young people working with senior leadership teams and lead nurses and medical directors. We need to work together so that we can find these solutions because young people know what it's like to access these services today. Yeah, that is so interesting. And I think your point about mental health care is such an important one. And I think it's promising that our generation is more vocal about our needs and more open to discussing mental health care. But there's still a lot of work to be done on that front. So I am so glad that you brought up that point. Tell me more about your hopes for the future when it comes to healthcare in Birmingham and in the UK, just in general. What are some of the practices or policies that you would like to see adopted in the future? Yeah, so I'm part of I Will, which is a movement across um, the UK, which empowers young people to get involved in social action work. And kind of like the vision of I Will and a vision that I see like as the future is that hopefully these things don't have to exist like the I will movement and stuff like that because young people are always involved in decision making young people are always there completing co-production with members of staff and young people are the heart and soul of these decisions and we're seen as equal and our voices are treated with equity so I really hope that soon that it's almost compulsory that young people are involved so if the service is for young people then they should be involved in all the decisions made and I think we have a unique perspective that is really undervalued like it's very much in the society that young people are here to learn from the old generation and yes that is true like we I love learning like it's really important to learn but also we have so much to offer so for example I would love to see it that young people 
create training packages that are mandatory within the NHS. So this might be on communication because we're the only ones that know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of these services. And at the moment, a lot of decisions made about young people are made from policy writers and um, people within parliament and stuff like that. And it's like, but you don't know what it's like to be a young person in today's day. So how can you write this? Like you haven't even accessed mental health services as a young person. So how are you meant to make decisions when you haven't actually got that lived experience? And I really appreciate it when people try and learn and try and understand what it's like. And there's only a limit though that where you can try and understand what it's like. So that's why I think it's really important to have these young people on these boards. And I would love to see it, for example, I keep referring back to Bone Children's Hospital just because that is the children's hospital I'm based at, but this could also be other children's hospitals or even just other hospitals that are for adult or mental health services. Like I think it's really important to have things like a youth chief nurse, a youth CEO, because then you can really bring in youth voice throughout the whole process because we should be involved at those senior levels because we're the ones like I said that know what it's like to really experience these services so it would be amazing to see more young people at these higher levels because at the moment there's such a big gap and for example some of our projects they should have been rolled out in the space of like six months but unfortunately it had taken years because we've almost been battling against the members of staff but it shouldn't be so hard for young people to get their voice out there and it's very similar in for example like people that are campaigning for climate change and education like you feel like you're battling the system like I have been really lucky that a lot of these projects have been successful but you also get a lot of no's and a lot of it takes a lot of hard work behind the scenes to really get your voice heard and it's not something that happens overnight Definitely. And I think persistence is so important with these issues. So thank you for sharing that. I have one more question for you. Lots of young people want to create change, but they may not know how to get started with that work. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? I'm so passionate about young people getting involved in social action work because I was incredibly lucky that I got introduced into it. And I just think, well, if I wasn't introduced to this, none of this would have happened because it's almost like a domino effect. So. I always go with the motto, if you've made a positive difference to one person's life, then you've been successful. Because I think we see um, youth social action work as like, we think of these incredibly powerful people like Greta Thunberg, for example, we see her on a stage, we see her making huge impacts across the globe. Like you don't need to do that to be incredibly successful. Like we almost set our goals too high. Like you should be proud just for making a positive difference to one person's life. I think starting within your community, because you know what it's like to be a community member, like lived experience is such a powerful tool. So trying to identify what are the barriers that I've faced? Like, what am I passionate about? Like, am I passionate about youth mental health services? Am I passionate about improving the curriculum? Am I passionate about poverty, for example? And then trying to find things that your local community are doing that you can get involved in. You could also start your own initiative. And I personally would recommend joining an advisory group or like a local community group first, just so you get that ground, like knowledge. But there's no right or wrong way. And it could literally be that you 
help your neighbor with something and you do a bit of peer support or something like it doesn't need to be that you change the world in the next week because believe me it is incredibly hard so we almost need to lower our expectations because actually what you're doing is incredible and we need to really value that just doing these local level things actually are so meaningful and so powerful and you should be so proud of yourself because it takes a lot of courage to do these things and getting your voice out there because also you don't know the impact you're going to have on the other young people around you like I see young people in my community and I've learned so much from them because I'm like wow that's incredible what you do like I want to be like that so you just you don't know the domino effect of what you're going to inspire and also the domino effect of how like random acts of kindness and stuff like that, how that actually can create a ripple effect of kindness around your community and change within your community. Referring back to I Will again, something that I Will really values is storytelling. And I think a lot of people shy away from telling their story because we don't want to show off and we're very like, keep ourselves to ourselves. But how can we ever learn? And I was always scared of saying my story because I didn't want to ever seem like that I'm showing off or that I think that I'm better than anyone because I know I'm not like we're all equals in this world but actually by sharing our stories we get to learn from each other and see like all these different opportunities that we didn't know that were out there and I absolutely love listening to other people's stories like, I think it's so powerful to hear how people got into their roles how people started their social action and it was all about finding that first opportunity and then it transformed their life. And so many young people out there don't realize the opportunities out there for them. So something that I do on my Instagram is that I post nine opportunities every single week that are kind of like the top opportunities that I found for young people. So please check it out. It's on at I will Beth on Instagram. And um, that's a good place to start with finding opportunities. And yeah so just go for it you've got nothing to lose and it's okay if you try 10 roles and you think all these 10 volunteer roles were not for me that's okay you just got to keep trying till you find your passion and every role you will learn something new about yourself and about the community so it's all very beneficial so yeah go for it and be super proud of yourself and don't put yourself down because you're incredible I really enjoyed this conversation with Beth because I think her passion for her work is so evident when she speaks. It was great to learn about the NHS while also learning about all of the ways Beth is working to improve that system in Birmingham and across the UK. I was also inspired by her advice at the end of our conversation about making a positive difference in one person's life in order to create a ripple effect. Striving to have positive interactions with people every day and focusing on making a positive difference for just one person is a great way to make change and maybe start that ripple effect. I think we can all keep Beth's advice and her passion for her work in mind because change comes when you make a positive difference in one person's life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and you can find Beth on Instagram at I will underscore Beth to get connected with her. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at be the change org or on Instagram at be the change podcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye guys.